Hello everyone and welcome back to the Coffee Talk Project Podcast. Today is a very good day. Today we are recording the second episode of this podcast. Uh, My name is Hannah and I am the host of this podcast and if you do not know who I am then you should definitely go and check out episode one of this podcast because there you learn about me, you learn about the idea behind this podcast and yeah, you should just, you know, go check it out because why not? Today, uh, we are going to be talking about me turning 19 and how I feel about it and some advice. We're just going to be talking about some really random stuff today. I just, you know... I, the day I'm recording this, it's a week until my birthday, which is extremely scary. Um, and you know, I'm scared and excited, but I'm also like, (laughs) right. Okay, cool. Um, so yeah. So the first thing I also want to do is I also want to apologize for how many times I said, um, (laughs) in the last episode, because I was recording recording. No, I was editing the last episode and honestly, I could not actually cut out all the ums. So I want to apologize. It's my sentence filler. Uh, my sentence fillers are either ah, um, or so yeah. So yeah, hope, hope you enjoy that. But I, yeah, I just wanted to apologize for how many times um was said and I will try and avoid that. But it may not be avoidable. Yeah. So let's jump into this episode and talk about turning 19. So um, how, how do I feel about turning 19? Um, well, I am honestly pretty excited. Um, I thought a few things would be different by the time I was 19, but I'm actually quite excited for what the year of 19 to 20 will hold for me um and I'm well well over excited to leave the year of 18 behind um I don't believe in new year's resolutions I mean I do I believe in um see now I don't know what to say other than um I believe in new year's resolutions as long as they are realistic new year's resolutions But there's another part of me that's kind of like, well, you might as well do New Year's resolutions as well for when you go into a new year. Because technically you go into a new year of a decade, um, but you also go into a new year of your age as well. So, but we will not be doing that in today's episode. Um, That's for um, my birthday vlog. So if you don't know, I also have a YouTube channel and I have a birthday vlog (laughs) That will be going up. And if you guys want to know my goals for 19, then I would go check out that. Um, (laughs) We're just going to self-promo ourselves, you know, all through this. Yes. But anyway, (laughs) uh, talking about turning 19. um, Yeah. Yeah. I'm excited to leave 18 behind is what I'm very excited for. Um, And I will obviously be 19 by the time that this episode comes out. And yes, so something I thought I could talk about during this podcast episode was 18 things I have learned at 18. Uh, This is the reverse, I guess, of 19 goals, like, or 18 goals or like goals that you have for the year of, 
of 18 or 19 or 20 or whatever, however old you're turning. Um, and I thought I could talk about 18 things I have learned while being 18. Um, and also within that, what mistakes I would like to avoid making again. Yes, life is full of mistakes and, you know, you can't avoid them. But there would be some that I would like to avoid making again, if that makes sense. Like, I want to make new mistakes. I don't want to make old mistakes. So, uh, yeah, so 18 things I have learned at 18. So I have written them down. I do. I will not be thinking of them off the top of my head. They are written down. I'm staring right at them. So that's super fun. <laughs> um, so, yeah, number one is to not plan ahead. I have a horrendous, horrendous problem with planning my entire life ahead of me. And honestly, this year of 18, it has gotten me very, very hurt. Um, And I would like to avoid that. So I, my mom, my mom's favorite saying is take one day at a time. I'm going to be perfectly honest. I hate that saying. Uh, I can't take one day at a time. It's just not possible. I like to be organized. I can't take one day at a time. Uh, But instead of planning like my entire year out in front of me or having like mock dates for things, I have actually just decided that I'm going to plan like two or three weeks ahead. Like I'm going to plan the month Um, and things can change within that month. I have to be aware of those like I have to know going into that month that things are allowed to change, but I'm not going to be planning like a year in advance. I'm just going month by month um, at this point because I really have been hurt by planning ahead and I don't want that (laughs) again. I don't want to be hurt in the same way again. So number one of the things that I have learned at 18 is to not plan ahead. Number two is to keep more things to myself and not wear my heart on my sleeve. Now, this is potentially quite dangerous for me in terms of uh, keeping things to myself because I do keep, especially in the past like nine months, I have started keeping a lot more to myself and I don't talk to people as much as I should or share as many things as I potentially should. But the point of this is... In terms of my own feelings and emotions, uh, people tend to try and use them against me or my behaviours against me. And so I have decided that I want to, you know, keep a few more things to myself, uh, my intentions a little bit more to myself and share them with God rather than share them with people who I know are going to judge me and think things of me so I think before I share things with actual human beings I'm going to share things with God I think is really what I mean by that um and not to wear my heart on my sleeve because you know people like to stomp on my heart so I'm just gonna you know stay away from that um (laughs) that was not pointed at anyone in particular and I'm sorry if you were hurt by that uh number three is that I am important in God's eyes and those are the only eyes that actually matter uh I have had a problem with not seeing that I am important in God's eyes and looking for eyes like mentors and 
you know, we're going to throw it in their boyfriends and uh, all of that. And basing my self-worth or my importance in life or anything related to that off those people. Uh, And I don't want to do that anymore. So that was number three. Uh, Number four, I think all girls need to listen to this. And I, when I say all girls, I mean all girls. Um, and I mean girls who are aged between like 10 and 30. <laughs> and even, you know, I'd even go as far to say 35 as well, but not the point. Um, that boys are not the be all and end all. Ladies, I just want to put this personal one out to you. Um, boys are a very important part of life. And we do require them to grow. I am in no way, well, depends what your term of feminist is, but I don't believe I am a feminist. Um, I believe in the old way of doing things um, to a degree. I am, I will, one day I will be a stay at home wife. That will be my role. Uh, I have no problem with staying at home and doing the cooking and cleaning and all of that stuff, you know have no problem with that but until that happens um the only boy that I should be focused on or only person that I should be focused on fully is Jesus because there's no way that any man is especially any Christian man is going to find me attractive if I'm just constantly chasing after them and I have done that a lot I have made that mistake many times in the past like three four years and I'm done. I don't want to make that mistake anymore. So um, boys are not the be all and end all ladies. And I just want to put that out there. Do not chase after boys, you know, get them to chase after you. (laughs) That's, that's my point. Um, And yeah. So number five is I shouldn't be in a rush to live. Dot, 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 I guess. Now, the reason I put, I guess, at the bottom of this is because, okay, many people tell me that I need to take my time in life and I have many opportunities and many of a chance to get married or have children or any of that. I often say that I want a baby. Like, very often. Any of my friends can attest to this. I really do want a baby. It is something that I want. Um, And often I say that and people literally just look at me like I'm going to go out and have sex and have a baby. Like, that's the kind of reaction I get. I am not mentally or physically ready for a baby. That's what I know. hope that I will be ready in like the next like three four years maybe but there are many things to come before I have any sort of child or any sort of other human being to look after um and yeah (laughs) that was my rant for that um but being in a rush to live I don't actually think is a bad thing I think it's a bad thing when you don't take in the life that you are currently living for me I say I want a baby but that doesn't mean that I stop looking at everything around me and go oh my gosh I just want to like be 23 or whatever now so I can have a child you know I don't I don't know I don't know how to explain it 
Um, it's, I don't want life to pass me by, but I also don't, I'm like done with people trying to think that I think life is passing me by or, or telling me that I need to like slow down or whatever it is. It's okay to have dreams. Okay. You know, at the end of the day, God knows where I'm going to end up in my life. So, you know, I can have dreams at the end of the day. He's going to point me in the direction and that may not go in the way of my dreams. So, you know, um, which leads on to number six, and that is God's timing is always perfect. And this is something I have learned very strongly (laughs) in the past nine months of my life. (laughs) Um, God's timing is always perfect. And I find that absolutely hilarious looking back on it. Um, If you don't know, I am moving to the west coast of New Zealand in... Is this episode going up? Let me think. Uh, from today, it will be three months to, like, on the 8th of September. 8th of September? Yeah. So, uh, it's currently three months, eight days. So, that's, you know, not a very long time. Uh, but this is, I'm moving to do an internship in children's ministry. This is the... The second internship I have properly applied for, <clears throat> but my like fourth time trying to do an internship and and I believe that this has worked out so perfectly because this is where God's wanted me and this is where God wants me for right now and for the rest of this year and all of next year and that's why and potentially even longer and that's something that I've been taught in the past nine months in the whole process of trying to get this internship together is God's timing is perfect like I knew the moment that the idea was talked to me like it was said to me that it was going to work out I just knew I don't know how I knew I just knew it was going to work and obviously there was a lot of time in prayer and a lot of time really trying to figure out if it was right but I knew from the beginning and you know and it's so I just love God's timing I just think it's I think you can be in such a low point and God can give you something and you know it's gonna work Uh, and I have been in limbo for the past two years not gonna lie I have been in a total limbo of not knowing where my life is gonna go And honestly, this year, I thought I knew where my life was going to go. And then, you know, things happen and plans change and that's okay. And yeah. So number six, God's timing is always perfect. Number seven is that it is okay to change because I am only being shaped into someone more effective for God. And this is so, 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 so true. Um, it's okay to change. I just want to put that out there, mainly for myself, I think. But it has to be a change that you want to do. No one can force change on you. And it's so important that you know that. And when I say that, when I say no one can force change on you, I am 
excluding God within that because God changes our hearts and he changes our desires to align more with his plan. I think when he does that, it's because he's got a plan for us and he needs us to be more aligned with what he wants us to do and more effective for what he wants to do in terms of growing his kingdom and it's so important that we know that and so important that that's something that happens but it can't be change that's forced upon us by another human being it has to be from God and it has to be and even when it comes from God we have to be willing to be able to do that ourselves and that's something that I have highly learned this year especially and I'm very very excited for next year like very very excited so yes number seven it is okay to change because I am only being shaped into someone more effective for God number eight is that God has a calling on my life and I am not worthless in the eyes of God I am definitely not worthless and that's something that I have had to learn it's I'm probably going to be learning it for the rest of my life. It's probably going to be a constant reminder that I need to remind myself of or that someone else needs to remind me of. But that's true. God has a calling on my life. I am not worthless. If I was worthless, then I wouldn't be here. That's that's simply where I've gotten to. Um, and if God didn't have a calling on my life, then he wouldn't have created me. That's simply how, that's how simple I see it. Uh, I wouldn't be here, I wouldn't be alive, I wouldn't be celebrating a birthday, I wouldn't be, I've been born, someone else would have been born to do whatever God wants me to do. Um, so, you know, yeah. And number nine is that I should always live my life for Christ. People are always going to have criticism for me, but I should always remember who I am in Christ first and always. And this is actually a daily reminder that I have for myself. I have a list of 11 daily reminders, I believe, uh, to remember, obviously. Uh, I don't read them every day, but, you know, when I sit at my desk and I turn to my right, I do see them. So it actually looks like there's 10. Maybe there's only 10. But... Uh, this is one of my daily reminders and that's because I take what people say what people say to me is very important for me Uh, and that's because I put my trust in people and I trust that when people tell me things it's because they're trying to grow me and not bring me down and I've learned a couple of things over the past year that have taught me that sometimes people are just saying things to bring me down and it's not to build me up it's not to make me more effective it is just purely to bring me down but they bring me down and then I remember who I am in Christ and I'm like hold up why am I letting this affect me so much like why am I just lying in my bed and going oh my goodness this person thinks this of me I that it must be true and it's actually not (laughs) and that's something I have had to learn and obviously it's another thing that I will be and something that I will constantly be getting reminded of because like like it says people are always going to have criticism for me um but it's it's remembering that in Christ I am perfect and being made perfect and that's something really important to remember and I think everyone needs to remember that 
And number 10 is promises are not trustworthy unless they are God's. And boy, this is an important one. (laughs) I don't make promises anymore um, at all. I stay away from promises because I have been hurt by promises. People have broken promises. They have uh, said things and then they haven't happened or, you know, uh, pinky promises, whatever they're called. Um, even just packs at this point, I just, I just have to stay away from, um, unless they are from God because I know that God is the only person who actually keeps his promises. And obviously all humans aren't perfect. (laughs) So yeah. Uh, and number 11 is mistakes are okay. And yeah, I think that's such an important one to remember. Mistakes are okay. It's okay to make a mistake. Life is full of making mistakes. It's one of the things that came upon when sin happened. Um, And it's okay. Number 12 is love is a good thing and I should feel lucky that I have experienced it as not everyone has. And this is something... This is just a happy thing within that, um, that I have experienced love and I have had the ability to love another human being that is not my parents uh, or my friends, um, like an actual love. I don't know. I don't really know how to explain it, but I've had the opportunity to love and I definitely feel very lucky and blessed that I was able to have that experience and if I never get it again then I will always remember that um, and feel lucky that I have experienced that and number 13 is also going along with the loving and that is loving another human being is not easy this is something I have learnt very strongly uh I personally am not an easy person to love, but neither is anyone else. And so therefore loving other human beings is very, very difficult. And we have to put aside, oh man, I'm getting teary-eyed. That's horrible. Uh, We have to put aside, there are certain things that humans do that maybe we can't forgive. There are also things that Jesus almost says that he can't forgive, but he does forgive um, in a way. And I try and love every human being that I come across as Jesus would love them because that's highly important to do. And um, yeah, but, you know, loving another human being is not easy at all. Um Yeah, and so that leads also into number 14, which is to remember the first and most important commandment is to love your neighbor as yourself. Um, And yeah, I just love that. I don't think that needs an explanation. Uh, I think I'm just going to leave you guys on that one. Number 15 is that mental health does not define me. God does. And I put this one in because the year of 18 has been a mental health roller coaster for me. I am still very highly struggling with my anxiety uh, and my motivation to do things and 
trying to get out of bed in the morning and trying to sleep as well. <laughs> I have had some major, major insomniatic episodes over the past few weeks. It's ridiculous. Uh, but my mental health and everything that I've been through this past year does not define me. Uh, yes, I can say that I've been through it and I can be an advocate for mental health if I would like to be, but I don't want to be an advocate for mental health, actually. Uh, I want to be an advocate for God and with God, everything is possible. And that means you can overcome your challenges with mental health or your challenges with pornography or your challenges with people within the church or, you know, whatever challenges that you have, you can overcome them because nothing is impossible for Christ. And I think that's really important to believe. And number 16 is it is okay to not be okay. And this is another thing that I think is really important to push across. And uh, just because, and I think this is really important to push across for Christians especially, and that is just because you're a Christian doesn't mean that you have to pretend like you are okay and you are perfect all of the time. I will be a high advocate for Christians. There we go. That's my new job profession. I'm going to be an advocate for Christians as God is. Um, And I just want to push that it is okay for Christians to not be okay. And the reason I want to push this is because we're Christians. Our life is never going to be easy. It's never going to be simple because we fight for a God and the devil fights against us and spiritual attack is a real thing and the more that we grow and the more that we learn and the more that we fight for God the more we're going to get attacked until the day that Jesus comes and that's just how that's the realness of being a Christian it's not easy and I I'm done with this whole fluffy crap of saying being a Christian is so easy. Your life is going to be so fixed once you become um, a Christian and you follow God. And I'm going to be perfectly honest with you and transparent. It does not become easier. It actually gets harder and it doesn't just get harder for you. It gets harder for everyone. It gets harder for the people within your church. It gets harder for your family, whether they're Christian or not. My mom has had some of the toughest trials in the past four years of me being a Christian. And I actually blame it on myself, but not blame it on myself at the same time because I chose to become a Christian. Not only am I being an advocate for Christ in my own house and potentially leading her towards Christ, she's going to get attacked for everything that I do. Uh, because that's how the body of Christ works. And she's been a Christian before. She was raised in a church, so she knows the experience of having God in her life, and the devil was able to drag her away from that. And so the moment that you say that you might even think about considering coming back to this life, the devil is going to throw a whole shit ton of stuff at you. And I'm sorry for my language, but, you know, it's true. (laughs) I'm just going to say it. Uh, So, yeah, for Christians, it is okay to not be okay. (laughs) Uh, And number 17 is I am in no way perfect and neither is anyone else apart from Jesus. And this is a really big one. Like, I know I'm not perfect. I know I'm not perfect. I 
love to say in conversations with my friends that I am perfect because I just think it's hilarious to say that. But I know I'm not perfect. No one is perfect. Uh, Some people believe they're perfect because they have big brains, but no one is perfect. I'm just going to point it out there. Uh, Just because you have a big house or, you know, I don't know, the most perfect relationship in the world, nobody is perfect. And I also want to point out that no one can have a perfect relationship apart from a relationship with Christ. So, you know. Uh, But yes, uh, I think there's something important to believe is that no one is perfect apart from Jesus. And number 18 is potentially my favorite one. And I think it's just really important to point out uh, for me. And that is 18 was rough. (laughs) Uh, 18 was probably the roughest year I've had in a while. Um, And I think that was a number of things. Um, One was definitely COVID through a racquetball at me. Racquetball, is that the right one? Maybe like a stone ball or something. Uh, Yeah, COVID COVID threw a a massive bomb at everyone. Uh, And it still is throwing a massive bomb at everyone. I think we know what we're up against now with COVID. So I think it's a little bit more better, better now. Uh, I mean, as I'm recording this, we're still in lockdown. So, you know, uh, we were out of lockdown for like ages and now we're back in lockdown. It's fine. Uh, But, (laughs) you know, I think COVID had a big thing to do with that. I think not knowing where my life was going in 18 was also a big thing to do with that. And I'm so excited that there's like a general plan of my life for eight for 18 no I'm turning 19 um for 19 and I'm you know I'm excited I don't know if 19 is going to be better than 18 it could be worse um you know I don't go into things going oh yeah this year is going to be so much better than last year because I just know that's not true as a Christian um but at the same time I also know that is true but you know all very confusing sometimes I say confusing things and you just have to figure it out But yes, Uh, so yes, as of mistakes, I would like to avoid uh, pretty much uh, all of those. I would like to know, I'm just joking. Um, There are many mistakes I would like to avoid again. And yes, it's fine. Uh, For for the year of 19, I'm just going to focus on my relationship with Christ. And we're going to read the Bible a lot more. I have almost finished the Old Testament. I'm very proud of myself. If I finish the Old Testament this week, I'm probably going to end up finishing the New Testament by the end of the year. And I think I'd be, no, New Testament, maybe the like Gospels by the end of the year. And I'm going to be really happy with myself when that happens because then I would have read the whole Bible and then I can just start again. It's great. Um, but yes, uh, yes, I'm quite excited. But As of turning 19, I thought the perfect thing would be to go onto Facebook and ask my friends um, some of the advice that they would have for their younger selves. I tried to write advice for my younger self in this, and it just didn't work. Now, the people that I actually wanted to respond to this didn't respond to this, and I only got three comments in the end. But I still think that what everyone said is very important and is very much needs to be said. So, 
Now we're on to advice, which is my friend's advice to their younger selves. Uh, And so my friend's advice to their younger selves was to back themselves more. Normal is subjective. Embrace being different. And don't be afraid to be adventurous and to make the most of every opportunity. Take time to enjoy each moment rather than wishing away while wanting to grow up. And I think all of that is very important advice, if I'm being perfectly honest. But yes, that is the end of this podcast episode. It was a bit longer than last week, so I'm, well, last podcast, so that's good. Uh, But I really enjoyed this podcast and happy birthday to me, even though it's going to be past my birthday by the time that this happens. But, you know, happy birthday to me. Uh, I really hope you guys enjoyed this episode and... Yeah, uh, don't forget to follow the podcast Instagram at The Coffee Talk Project. And don't forget to, I don't know, like leave a review or like message me or DM me or something um, about how you liked this episode and any episode suggestions or topics that you want. Um, or how many times I said I'm in this episode, you know, however many, you know, whatever you want to do. Um, But pretty much, I really hope you guys enjoyed this episode. Like I said before, don't forget to follow the podcast Instagram at The Coffee Talk Project for any updates on the podcast. And I will see you. No, I will not see you. I will talk to you in the next podcast episode. Bye, everyone.